Here's the deal. We all have the things we like, right? We all have the things that we love. But then there are certain things that grabbed you the first time you heard them and have motivated you ever since. And some fade with time. And others remain as present and current and interesting and, frankly, super motherfucking sexy as they ever were the first time you heard them. So good. David Bowie early phase reminds me of that. Now, I love his entire career, but you know, and he had had some hits and some inroads. In fact, my favorite record came out before that record came out, but yesterday, and I say this because I feel like it's important to mark time every once in a while, yesterday, the rise and fall, oh, I'm sorry, we're doing this on June 17th of 2022, yesterday, June 16th of 1972, David Bowie released The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, which... crazy. I mean, everyone knows it's a landmark, right? I mean, that was the one that cemented his fame. He would go up, he would go down for many, many, many years to come until he died in early 2016, RIP to the Starman. But the fact that that turned 50 years old... uh, By the way, I should probably say hello. My name is Brian Oak, Sean Bernard, right over there. Hi, Sean. Hey, how you doing? tired man i'm gonna be honest i'm a little <laughs> tired so i'm a little manic and the heat is excessive outside so i'm a little sweaty but i am good overall i'm good just kind of getting back into summer mode but i'm not so you know i like to collect records right and music's very yeah, important a little, to bit, me. Little, a little bit however i'm not really that guy i'm not like collecting them like they're non-fungible tokens i'm not trying to curate museum pieces i buy records that matter to me and that mm-hmm. i want to listen to even if they're very expensive but for my 40th birthday, which, woof, that was a minute ago, three of my best friends in the world pooled their resources and bought me an autographed and then had it framed copy of that particular record, The Rise and Fall wow. of Ziggy. And I have no, I've never even looked it up because I don't want to know because it's never for sale. I would rather die in the streets clutching that and my favorite stuffed animal than sell it ever. And But I, I have it hanging on my wall in the basement. I don't know what it's worth, but... Is that record important? Does it matter? Is it an absolute landmark? Not only for glam rock, not only for Bowie, but for the progression of rock and roll through the early 1970s? That's a rhetorical question because the answer is fucking yes. Is Bowie number one for you? All time. Okay. Now, again, I don't know that Bowie's... Man, it goes back and forth between a couple of records of his. He might not have my favorite album of all time, but in terms of who he is, 
what he did, what he represented. You know, people called him a chameleon, and then, but they looked at it the wrong way. They were like, oh, he's just copying whatever is popular. No, no, no. <laughs> he got there early and then redefined what that particular movement went meant, whether we're talking about weird folky stuff in the late 60s, the glam rock of the early 70s, the weird sort of funky soul that he decided to start exhibiting in the mid-70s, the crazy, beautiful, brilliant potent post-disco pop that he crafted with Nile Rodgers in the 80s and even into the 90s when he went sort of jazzy and arty and well into the 2000s, Bowie's unparalleled. So, you you know, you don't have to agree with me that he's the greatest of all time, but you do have to agree, agree from a mathematical or scientific standpoint. There's literally never been one other person like him that had that kind of creativity, that kind of influence, that longevity. There's that's a long answer to your question, but yes, Bowie's number one. That was a time. great. It was a great answer. It reminds me a little bit of Bob Dylan. That Bob Dylan didn't invent what he did, but yeah. man, did he fucking perfect it. Well, and took it to. I mean, and yeah. much like Bowie, yeah. invented four or five new genres yes. along the yeah. way. I mean, yeah. there was really nobody like him, Bowie or Dylan. Go ahead and pick him. In fact, on my favorite Bowie record, Hunky Dory, there's the song "Song for Bob Dylan," yep. which is thrilling. It, what I love about it, it's both accusatory. And absolutely praiseworthy, because that's kind of what Bob Dylan was going for, mm-hmm. and I don't know that anybody understood that better than David Bowie at that time. It is The Brian Oak Show. It is episode 254 here in the Smart Start Studios in beautiful and ever-increasingly warm South Minneapolis. It is lovely right now, though, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Yeah? This is like my per- perfect temperature. I, mean, I like like low 80s. Low 80s. Yep. And then there's a nice breeze outside, not too yep. humid. My back doesn't tighten up in this kind of weather. A and... couple of days from now, though, it's going to be like 100 degrees No, that's outside. just stupid. Yeah? Shouldn't happen. No, we agreed. should protest. Do we live on the equator? No, we live in Minnesota for a reason. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Before we go any further and get to today's guest, I do want to make sure that we mention Smart Start MN. More people are out on the roads right now than ever before, which is fine. The world's coming back to life. Things are starting to happen again. But even when I had to work at the radio station at 5 in the morning, it's amazing how many more cars there are right now compared to Mm -hmm. even six months ago, let alone a year ago, two years ago. It's good to see people getting back out there. But what that means, people are getting back out there. They're going to shows. They're going to bars. They're hanging out with friends. They're going to parties. And every once in a while, someone is going to screw up. They're going to get popped for drunk driving. Even if you're not obliterated, it happens with alarming frequency. And if you are obliterated, my God, give someone else your keys. We live in the age of Uber. There's no excuse. But it does continue to happen. And our friends at Smart Start MN are the ones who are going to get you back into your car quickly, cheaply, legally, and safely sooner than you otherwise might. Yeah, it's already affordable. But go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off. The installation of the ignition interlock doohickey. <laughs> I don't know that that's the technical term, but it is in fact a doohickey because you're going to have to blow into that thing. You know, the thing if you want to start your car. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. the and you can't fake it with that thing like you can when a cop really pulls you over. With like blow as hard as you can, <laughs> you're like. I wonder if they make it. It should make a fun sound when you blow into it. You know, oh, like one of those zip whistles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like the Brian Oak Show does. It's like a zip whistle every single time you click on this particular link. <laughs> Thanks, Smart Start MN. Today's guest has been a guest on the show before, and not that long ago, but one of us had been popped with COVID, so we had to do a little Zoomer. Hmm, I think that was me, wasn't it? It was, in fact, you. But oh, no, hey, no shame in that. Nobody picks to have sorry, COVID, I got right? COVID intentionally. Yeah. So we couldn't do a show in person. Well, you Wait. were out there. You, what's going on? He was looked like he wanted to talk into the microphone. Oh, 
Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. I it did. Worked. That was great. That was great. That's great. Hi. Hi, Hi buddy. Yeah, it wasn't Doug that had the, it wasn't Doug that it was had me. the uh, it was, but I've also had it. Now, here's the deal, Doug, so far. And again, I don't want to curse anybody. I hate to call it into being by even saying it out loud. There's plenty of wooden here to knock on, but Doug hasn't had the uh the the Rona yet. I am Rona free. Wow. I is am it Iowegian f- blood? Is that why? I, I got Norwegian, but I do have the Iowa blood. <laughs> I thought it was Iowegian. People say that and they... Is it Iowan? Yeah. Iowegian, Iowanite? it means the northern part of Iowa where there's a huge Norway population. Iowa gander? Oh, that's Michigan. No, no, no. Let's not... <laughs> Just Iowan is fine. Okay. Iowan, very Irish, very German down there, except yeah. for that stretch of uh, Scandinavia and uh, by Decorah. How's the cheese? Good. How about the corn? Good. Look good this year. I remember telling somebody that it's just that I was shocked. I lived on the East Coast for a while and telling them, like, you mean somebody just doesn't stop by your house and give you bags full of sweet corn every summer? <laughs> and they're like, what? Can I also say one thing real quick, and then I promise we'll get to the beef, the meat, or if the you corn. Will, the corn of this particular conversation. <laughs> That first sweet corn of summer oh. that absolutely pops oh. in your mouth when it's got like lightly buttered, a little bit of salt on there, but it's it's almost sweet like an orange. It's so freaking good. It is amazing. You it know what a- I learned in Iowa, Doug? What's that? A lot. But the first thing I learned <laughs> was you take a piece of bread Go and on. you butter, butter the bread and, and oh. then roll the corn in it. Yes. I have never sh- done that before, Brian Oak. It is fucking magical. I can't believe you guys. Oh. I, I did that for somebody up here and they were like, what? So what is that? I kissed Hang my on. mother-in-law in the mouth when she taught me that trick. I'll well, I'm sure did. that I... For I'm like sure the 15th time, it, exactly. right? Exactly. It was a romantic evening. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Oh, I'm sure it had been going on for a while. Um, I'm having one of those revelatory moments right now because for me, one of the great frustrations, and I love corn, is you get a little pat of butter on the yep. knife, and as soon as you start to put it on the hot corn, it starts to melt and fall all over the place. Amateur Again, move. But I, well, thank you... Doug, I'm complimenting you right now. If you could just peel it back for a second. Um, the thought of... No, because I can see it in my brain. Yeah. It's like watching that show on the Science Channel, uh, How They Make It or How Things yes. Are Made yes. or what's it called, yep. where you're like, there's something oddly satisfying oh. about watching how they make whisk brooms or yep. really yep. anything on there. But I'm having that kind of a visual in my head right now about butter the bread... Put the cob in the bread and just spin twist her around. Spin it. It gets equal buttering. It's just as the, much as I hate the term life hacks. I love that life hack so much one. that I may go home and make corn today, despite <laughs> my exhaustion. And, and may I say, um, the best piece of bread to use is the heel. That's true. because you're not using the other wanna... side. You can grab that a little bit better. Oh, a little bit something for you. And if you need Dick a little... my father, if you will ever listen to it, thank you for introducing that to me. Dick wow. Collins. So the heel, that, the heel, again, the heel's the it gold. doesn't break. It's a, but also after you're done buttering it and putting it on your corn before you eat your corn and whatever else it's going with, you can just eat a nice piece of buttered bread as well. I've done with it. with corn silk on it. It's uh, delicious. Go on. It keeps you regular. <laughs> Say less. Doug Collins is our guest, Minnesota musician, <laughs> along with his band, The Receptionist. They have a new CD on the way called Too Late at Night, a big show coming up, and we will talk about that just ahead, plus many other things, Minnesotan and, what did you say, Iowegian? Something like that. I've never yeah. heard that before oh, in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, Have you yeah. heard that before? Yeah, and like I said, it's it comes from people... Not Sean because he's a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> human being. Um, they think that they think that it's all you know. Ooh. There's that border border problem. I'll just say that between Iowa and Minnesota, a lot of Minnesotans always like, well, 
talk talk shit about Iowans, yeah. and all the Iowans I know are just like, what's Minnesota's problem? Well, or also, <laughs> what's the big deal? What the fuck are you grandstanding about? You're Minnesota, yeah. bitch. Right. We need to tear down the wall. All yeah. the, you it's know so we true. We need to tear down all the walls. Yes, we do. How do you feel Man, about that? Man, that just got deep and quick. Oh, you think it got <laughs> deep and quick, though? It's the way we like it on the Brian Oak Show, Doug. That is the way we like it. We also like to make sure that we play one song before we dive into the music. Uh, and especially, this is going to be all new music from you, right? Did you pick all new songs from your record? I did. Beautiful. So we're going to... Well, that's fine. Hey, shh, be nice to our guest, Sean. Be nice to our guest. I love But Doug. before we get there, the 50-year anniversary of Bowie really put me in a reflective mood. Because, again, Ziggy Stardust is by no means my favorite record of his. But it's a brilliant record, oh, yeah. and it is an absolute landmark, and it's really mm-hmm. the one that turned him into an international superstar mm-hmm. more than anything he'd done over the five, six previous years, and it's it's a masterpiece. So happy 50th anniversary to one of the great records of the rock and roll era, and here's another song from it, Hang On To Yourself, David Bowie on The Brian Oak Show. You know, in addition to all the lascivious, well, pernicious, hello, and <clears throat> questionable things that David Bowie recommends on the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, he also offers a great deal of wisdom. Songs like Starman, where, you know what, if aliens come, 
Let's just be cool. Don't be a dick. Don't shoot a gun yeah. at them. Let's just let's just like, hey, let's see what they have to say until they start eating our young. Also, that song right there. <laughs> hang those, on. Those yourself. are definitely words to live by, right yeah, there. I mean, look, let's, you, everyone has to have their limits, Doug. Um, <laughs> I mean, you have to know where to draw the line when it's sure, time for that sure. line. My to be morality is just totally terrible. So it's just well, like. I'll turn to David Bowie. I don't well <laughs> in, in times like that. But even on the song we just heard, hang on to yourself. He actually cares. He's like, look, go ahead, lose your mind, do drugs, have sex with a sponge, whatever you feel like doing. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm riffing. You're not right talking now. about the aquatic beast. You're talking about an actual sponge. Well, they're both the same. And I thing. like how that one's, know, one's but... just a dead version of the other one. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's an interesting place to go. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, no this I'm is great. Just, I'm, what I'm saying is, no matter where your life takes you. Just hang on to yourself. We're going to make it if you hang on to yourself. It is the Brian Oak Show, episode 254. Four. Thank you very much, Sean. Um, and our guest is Doug Collins, Minnesota musician. He has a band called The Receptionist. They're very good at what they do, and they play a lot, which is cool, because then you get a chance to go out and see them. But maybe more importantly, they have got a brand new record coming out called Too Late at Night. Doug, when is the record going to drop? It's going to drop on June 24th. So that's a week from today. A week from today. All right. So uh, the, day, the day of uh, our show at the CD release show at yeah. the beautiful Turf Club. Well, let's talk about that as well before, because I want to dive in on the record. I want to dive in on the show. I want to dive in on summer 2022. But let's uh, go ahead and mention quickly the show coming up at the Turf Club. Who's playing? What's going down? What's it's, it going to be like? It's going to be with Annie Fitzgerald, who's just mm. a, I don't she's wonderful. She's absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the great, uh, the mighty Lolo's Ghost, who have a... They're a great band. They have their weekly thing at the Driftwood. I know that you have a connection with them. I was going to say, I've never heard of them. What, who the hell is Lolo's Ghost? Yeah. What that's is kind of, that? That's kind of, it is funny, isn't Are it? Are they coming up from Iowa? Um, they're, they're Iowans at heart. They would not say phrases like Iowegian. They would hug you. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I do know the band. My wife sings in the band. I get it. But that is not why Doug Collins is on the show today, because the last thing we're going to do here is nepotism. <laughs> Silence. So everyone you, just rate, let's luxuriate in that for a so, second. So you're gonna have oh yeah, let it ruminate. Let it, let your brain marinate in the lies that I tell <laughs> on the regular. Doug, what? So the the record release show or the CD release show is the same day that it actually drops. Yes. So people will be able to get their hands on this yep. when they come to the Turf Club yep. on Friday, June 24th. Yes, they will. All right, very good. Let me ask you this now. Um, I feel like I mean because I've seen you live and I know you're a talented performer. And we'll talk more about the release party and we'll talk more about sort of your touring and everything else that's mm-hmm. going on. I want to ask you some questions about the new record. Yes. First and foremost, and I know that you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover. Yeah, you are. Well, but I don't I don't like a lot of album covers. I think a lot of them look amateurish. I think sure. a lot of them look silly. This looks like a jazz record that came out in 1964 because I work at a record store, right? Mm-hmm. This is a fucking killer cover from not only the picture that you have of the beautiful city in the background, you sitting on the river at night, but then even the font and the fact that there are songs listed on the front. Yes. This is not commonplace. This looks like something that came out in the 1960s, thank and I you. think it's fantastic. It, I Thank you very much. I, all I have to say every time anyone asks me questions about the covers are John Hunt, John Hunt, John Hunt. And I John know John Hunt, Hunt yeah. It, John's a great guy, and he's... Absolutely wonderful for stuff like this. Every what? time that I have an idea, I he did my cover for my last CD as well. Same thing with this. It's just like, I have a picture. I have a couple pictures. What do you think about? And he said, okay, send me the picture. He knows what I like. Yeah. And then he's just like, well, how's this look? And he sends it back, you know, 
very very fast and it's just it's beautiful and he's great and he ha- really helps catch that vibe that I love of the mid 60s you know I mean, I mean, look at it. Even up here on the top, so there's a little white border all the way around it. Classic. But then even just throwing stereo yes. up there, which has been unnecessary for over <laughs> oh 40 gosh, years. That's great. But, but, it's, but it's brilliant because it, it genuinely evokes that era. I, again, working at a record store, I see so many of these sort of oh, tropes sure. and things mm-hmm. that go out through time. But to, uh, nobody really does it like this. So, John Hunt, if you're out there and if you happen to listen... Bang on, man. Yes. I mean, really, really good John, job. You're an amazing, amazing person. Now, before we hear one of the songs that's on the inside here, yes. we've all gone through a weird time, right? I mean, <laughs> like COVID and performing and yeah. everything that you could possibly fathom mm-hmm. about our lives, whether you're a performing artist or, I don't know, a chartered accountant, possibly a real estate agent, hmm. maybe just a ne'er-do-well. Everyone's had a weird couple of years. Is that the cauldron or the crucible that this record was forged in? It was, um, we had gotten a whole record done. Yeah. And we had gone in the, and gone in the studio and we were almost done. We had a time set aside. We had to do some bass overdubs, me and Charlie Varley, um, my bass player and wonderful person. And he said, we were going to go do it. And all of a sudden it's just like, well, this COVID thing seems pretty hot right now. Why don't we postpone? For a couple weeks, because that's what the time frame was there. So we postponed for a couple weeks, times like 30. So a year and a half later, then we just went back in the studio and we got rid of half the songs that we had worked on, that we had had before. What what made you change your mind about those songs? You just didn't like them? No, I wouldn't say that. I just, I was writing at first when COVID hit, you know, like all of us, and you know, I did nothing. I didn't pick <clears> up the guitar. Right. I watched a lot of TV I was in a fetal position a lot. Yeah. Got really good at that. Thank you. <laughs> That'll uh, serve you well. That'll serve you well later in life, yes, by the way. Yes, yes. It's really good Just to be able to... rocking back and forth, forth, thinking about nothing. Right. And a lot of uncontrollable sobbing. Yeah, that <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Anyway, um, but then I, when I started writing again, um, some of these songs, just I wanted to record those instead of the other stuff. And then um, I bought them to the band, and the band who are... Besides being great friends, are just amazing people who I really, really trust. And they added something to that, which is just like, I feel very lucky to have that. Where it's just like, I, I was talking to somebody about this, and I say that in the theater and film, they say the har- the hardest thing is casting. Because once you get the actor, you have to trust what the actor can do. Right. And in this case, just like, you have to get your favorite musicians and know what they can do. And I knew that whatever they did, it was going to be anything better than I could even imagine what they would do. And they did. And they just bought it. They bought it. How did you connect with them? How did you connect with the band? How did they, how did it form and when? Well, I've known Charlie since he's an Iowa boy. Yeah, and I've known he's a really good dude. And um, I've known him for God, close to 30 years. Mm. So f- from college days. And he was playing in another band with a good friend of mine and blah, blah, blah. And then I met Billy Dankert. Uh, came up to me at a show one time at Harriet Brewing afterwards. And I was just like, well, Billy Dankert, you know, Gear Daddy, you know, yeah. huge fan. And he came up to me and started talking, just like, I like your stuff. And I'm just like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, and then he said, we should do something sometime. And I was like, L- like what? Because I have no idea what he's just like, well, yeah. I said, I said, well, we're looking. And we were. An old drummer had just left. We'd been like weeks without a drummer. And right. he's like, I said, would you like to, you know, just super awkward junior high boy right. would you like to do the drums with us for a 
Billy, you're really pretty. You're really pretty, Billy. Your, your eyes now. Um, and he said yes. Yes, and he's like, oh, I would love to. And so we started playing with him, and it was just amazing. He's such a great drummer. He's such a good dude, and he's a great singer and just helps with arrangements. He's just very, very... I always call him like he's a great pop drummer that plays Americana kind of country-ass music because he... There's hooks in everything he plays, which right. is very, very rare. He's not just a timekeeper. Right. And so very happy with that. And then we had Randy Broughton, um, also Gear Daddy, was playing, played with me at, on an old record. Billy said, let's get Randy in. So Rand, he was studio cat for a song, and it was great. And then um, then didn't use him the next record. And then he was some, I can't even remember, but it was just like Billy said, oh, we should have Randy do the show. And so Randy did the show with us, and afterwards, Randy's just like, "Well, am I in the band?" And once again, <laughs> Mister Smooth, I do what? Ha! Right. Pretty hair, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes, you are, especially yes. when you can play pedal steel like oh, he does. Yes. I've, I've watched, I've watched him play several times, and um, you have a great band around you. You have a great songwriting style. And before we Thank go you. any further, I would like to hear one of these big hot shot new tracks oh, that are going to yes. be dropping in a week's time. Again, Doug Collins and the receptionist. Too late at night is the new release. Big release party coming up on the twenty fourth at the Turf Club. Tell me about this song, and let's dive right into it. It's called Stay the Same. Stay the Same is one that was written. It's very, the song's weird, because it did take on this total different resonance after um, after COVID. Because I had written it before. It was one of those ones I was driving somewhere for, you know, dry, down to Iowa. And I, I was gigging. I know that. And a lot of times when the mind goes, that's where I can write. You know, there's no distractions. Mm-hmm. I turn off the radio, and then all of a sudden, so I had, excuse me, had done that, and I was just like, had the song written, and I was very proud of it, very happy with it. I was trying to get as much emotional stuff in there with the least amount of words, which is, I think, the thing that I really like to do. And I was happy with it. And then we st- we played it last March. We had our first gig post-COVID. It was outside at Palmer's. And we played that song, and it was just like what had meant was supposed to be some kind of like sad romantic thing it's just like don't we all want things to say why are things changing so fastly with the onset of covid and blah 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 so it had now it has this total different sheen to it than it had before and um yeah so there's that Things 
songwriting and your lyrical ability is obviously it's present front and foremost but you got a guy like randy broughton on pedal steel man i mean pedal steel is one of those weird rare instruments where if someone doesn't really know how to do it it's a distraction right it's Mm -hmm. an oddity it's a okay i see what you're trying to do we're not in a honky tonk in denton texas okay but when somebody's on and when they're good at it and they've got feel and they've got touch there are a few instruments that propel me more than the pedal oh, steel. Oh, I mean, to me, it's a, it's it's always like a sob. Yeah. If it's done correctly, you know, and, you know, even when it's like up tempo, there's something about that that just seems so. Well, it's it's very. It sounds much like the human voice, right? More so than the more so than the regular guitar or bass or drums. But it's just like it, there's something about that. I think it's because it. Uh, you can change keys so fast and go from note to note by a bend, and that's how our voices go. Right. You know, we don't. We do not talk like this. I do sometimes. <laughs> um, now that I think about it, um, but no, you. I mean, that's why I think that it's it really does, and especially you know, it, country music at its best is such a. It gets so close to it emotionally resonates in a way that most songs I don't think do because they it, they used to at least. I'm not I'm not in don't know anything about a lot of recent stuff, but there's something about the honesty about. It's for adults. Yeah. It's not for kids. And I did not like it when I was a kid. And yeah. then I remember um, right after I had gotten divorced and was starting to write songs again, I just got into like, I would listen to Hank Williams like over and over again. And he doesn't have a lot of words. But, but it had a new poignancy oh, for you and yeah. your life. It was yeah. just like, well, then I also made the mistake of listening to Bob Dylan's. Um, Oof. Yeah, what's the, I, I'm Oof. totally blanking, Tangle Up in Blue record. Um, You're asking the wrong right. guy. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's yeah, his divorce, it's divorce record. Yeah. And it was recorded up here. And I was just oh, like. Oh, Blood on the Tracks? Yeah, Blood on the Tracks. Oh, okay. Yeah, tracks. so I was just Damn like, and I, I was freshly, you know, freshly divorced. Uh-huh. I'm just like, and I love Dylan. Absolutely adore him. Yeah. And I was just like, well, you know, I'll listen to this. You know, this is going to give me. And that ended up one of those great nights of fetal position on the couch yeah because it was just like stop talking about my life to me (laughs) but when when people are good at that i think that's something we're looking for there are people who just go to rock out there are people who just like to throw something on and then there are people who are looking for something that resonates right yeah and whether that is let's fucking tear the lid off this fucker and party all night or roll up in the fetal position yeah. on the couch. This is, to me, what the deep music fans and, and lyricists are looking for. Before we continue with Doug Collins, which we're going to because I have more questions about the new record, Too Late at Night, the upcoming gig, and what summer looks like, I want to check in with another friend of mine. Speaking of curled up on the fetal position on his couch, we are in the teeth of it with my friend, Sean Bernard. Yeah, it's uh, real estate season, and it's kind of wacky out there right now because of the interest rate changes. Um and people are panicking a little bit, I would say. It's but time to freak out, right? I'm like, take it easy. What? Everybody take a deep breath. But Sean, uh, how am I supposed to take a deep breath? 
The Fed is raising the interest rate, Sean. Yeah, and of course... The, Talk me off the ledge. The news is going apeshit right now, too, so that doesn't help. Right. Highest rate gain in more than three decades. But what's crazy is the rates are still... Still lower than they were when I bought my first house. Uh, and wildly lower than they were 40 years ago. You go back to the early 70s or the 60s, yeah. we're talking 20%, right? Yeah, and I'm also trying to say to people, you know that price that's out there right now for that home? They're not going to get 40 grand you know, more than that in multiple offers anymore. Right. You'll probably get for around the, the price of that house. Oh, shit. So if you look at the interest rates, you're really not going to be spending that much more because you're, you're not going to be paying 30 or 40 grand more, if that makes any sense. Well, and so, it does make sense because yeah. in life, all things go they up balance, and down. Yeah. And you're, it's like you with cryptocurrency. Like, do I sell now? Is it the top? Oh, man. Or, my crypto right now is it, really, really it, solid. No, it's not. It's shit the bed because you know what? If you I have, have no bit, fucking clue. If you have Bitcoin <laughs> have right no now idea. or Ethereum or any of them, they all. I mean, Nothing m- penicillin m- won't take care of that. Much, Ethereum, you've ever had that? Much. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, anyway, yeah. It itches at first, but the balm and the salve. <laughs> Both the stock market and crypto have shit the bed in the last two weeks. Feels so good. hard. And part of it is, again, because of those increased interest rates. Yeah. But I think the short message is it doesn't mean it's a terrible time to either buy or sell your home. That's exactly right. I just uh, helped Doug's special lady friend yes. uh, mm. buy Hello. a... Sweet, sweet condo. She's moving across the river right. to St. Paul, and we're helping her sell her house that just went on the market yesterday in the scenic town of Hopkins. So if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594, and I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local artist or musician, and so the donation is going to that guy. What? Look at that guy. Who's going to be playing an event at my house on my birthday. How about that? New huh? information. When, when's this guy? I, I, I did not know anything about this. Can I you guess tell me my, a little bit more? I guess my You're phone. not going to be? Is that? You know what? I, I know guess like my four phone, Doug Collinses. <laughs> I yeah. guess my phone must be broken because somehow I missed the invite. I to this invited event. you on the Facebook. Ooh. You don't check your Facebook that often. Well, I do. I just, every time I get an invite, I'm like, look... I don't want to go see your band demo their new shit, okay? Just kidding. I'm not that guy. We do have to talk, though, because I, I know you mentioned something about it somewhere. Yeah, but July 16th. I didn't get to do a 50th birthday party, so we're just having friends over. It'll be a blast. Friends of mine are coming from out of town, though, so no pressure, Doug. Oh, oh that's, a, that's all right. Um, I need to start breakfast. Uh, um, July 16th? Yeah. Shit, I can't make it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's Sean Bernard, and he is the uh, wow. a representative in-house here. He died of realty. Doug, <clears throat> before we yes. got started here, we there was some Iowanisms going back and forth between you and Sean that made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. But when I, look, when, I, when I look at the, the oh, physical yeah. copy of your new release, Too Late at Night, I flip it over, and there's not one, but not two, but three full-blown references literally to Iowa on yes. the back of it. Tell me about Iowa. Why Why so much Iowa? Well, that's... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not it's, personal. I'm just wondering. No, I mean, to me, it's, it, you know, I'm an, I'm an Iowa expat, oh. and I will always be an Iowa expat. I've lived up here for 30-odd years, right. and I do not feel like a Minnesotan. I feel like a Midwesterner. Really? I, well, I do. I, of course I do. No, I know, but, 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 but I, I mean, I mean. Think, Minnesotans yes. are extremely provincial. Like, when I say I've lived here my entire life, everyone like just smiles and nods, but then if I happen to throw in, well, I was born in Portland, Oregon. You were born there? But my... my my parents moved here when I was two years old, so literally I've lived here for more than half a century, but I still, you know, it's like, I was born and raised on the east side, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> fucking people, man, Minnesotans, you just settle out. you are a Minnesotan, but you're also an Iowan. Oh, yeah. Do you carry anything with you still that you would consider 
an almost over obvious Iowan trait. Um, and I don't know what the difference is between Iowa well, and Minnesota. A, you know, because it's a, it's as a, a Minnesotan, I try not to go to Iowa because that shit's lame. Ouch. <gasps> Ouch. There. You know that, I'm joking pretty, around. No, he, he, just held, are, he just held up a sign that says, I am not joking. So yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> that was odd. I owe the world an apology. <laughs> I'd say you're, right. you're, pretty, you're pretty handsy, Doug, and that's a very Iowan trait. Sure. Pretty, a lot of touching. pretty handsy, a lot of touching. Yeah. yeah. But I know how to make a shiv. Uh, that's a, well, whoa, no, that, no, that's a juvenile hall thing. Anyway, <laughs> right. um, no, oh, I am the good old days in juvie. When's that record coming out? <laughs> oh. Like, like the Johnny Cash live at Folsom Prison, except like Duck Col- Doug Collins reminiscing about juvie. That's what I. That's yeah, the oh one boy, I want. That, that's that. That'll just fly off the shelves. You got any, uh, you got any chewing tobacco? Anyway, yeah. uh, do you do you carry anything that you oh, consider sure. particularly Iowan with sure. you to this day? I am. Always, always, no matter where I'm at, even and even and especially if I am in Iowa, anytime I see anything that says my my whole family except for me are fanatic, fucking fanatic Iowa Hawkeye fans. Oh yeah, that's their sports are their thing. They yep. are not. It's not me. I see all. a Hawkeye glass on the back of your new. Oh, record, I got so that. You can say that, what you want. that was from my uh, my grandmother. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah. Who on her way to an Iowa football game one time fell and broke her wrist and. <gasps> And made it through first half before she left to go to the hospital. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the so kind I mean, of like that kind of diehardness. Yes, right. Very, very much so. Fanaticism. So, so anytime I see anything with anything with Iowa, and like I'll be down in Iowa visiting my dad, and I'll be like, "Hey, look, there's an Iowa license plate," and I'll be like super excited, just like not realizing <laughs> that. Of course, they're all fucking Iowa license plates here in Iowa. <laughs> but so being from, I do think being from someplace else and being moving, and even though I have, you know, I've lived here twice as long as I ever lived in Iowa, right. Uh, but it's those formative years, and I still have family down there, yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. So I would say that, and I'm just also really proud that I did not pick up my mother's uh, predilection for saying the word warsh. What's weird about that right there, it's very interesting you bring that up, because a lot of people have told me, oh, Mr. Fancy Talk, Mr. Big Words. I'm like, I dropped out of college, man. I, don't, I, I just love words, and I love vocabulary, mm-hmm. and I really learned it from my father, who is incredibly... You know, eloquent. He's erudite. He he knows language. He understands the rhythm of it and the feel of it. He's really where I learned my love of words. The one exception in his entire vernacular is that he says the word warsh. Yeah. And since oh. we grew up, you know, he grew up in Oregon, Washington, or going to go yeah. wash the car. But I mean, like you hear this person who almost sounds like a college professor <laughs> rattling off this list of incredible words, these these deep considerate thoughts and then throws a wash in there yeah, and you're yeah. like the fuck that, was that that's my mom's side of the family her, yeah. and my, her and my grandmother would always say wash and i don't i don't understand where that comes from i well, really don't i think it's fascinating i, I do too but wh- like where's the r you know, my dad's on the other side of the i agree and that's very interesting that's the other side of the country i did not know that it was in uh, i don't know that that's a common thing i have no idea if don't there are other have, oregonians that do that but that, don't you have some kind of iowa connection don't you have anything like that in the uh, family i i don't actually no, no, I, I got no, no I, I my wife is from chicago yep um i've been to iowa i'm sure it's stuck to you that's um, all you know it's that kind of place and then, you know i probably just give up that pretty hardcore iowa vibe you, you do know? Hmm. you know what you'd know. be welcome game there, recognizes game so <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you do have to say one more thing. Game. I, that's the second. So I haven't heard that in many years, and I've heard it twice in the last two days, which means that the world is falling into the sun. So before that happens, <laughs> let's go ahead and enjoy another track. In fact, the opening track, what I always call the thesis of an album, although, you know, very rarely now it's a CD, but I, 
side one, song one, um, is sort of to me, here we go, let's enjoy another missive from Artist X, whoever it happens mm-hmm. to be. In your case, this song came out back in April, yep. not that long ago, as a predecessor, as a, a halcyon bell to let people know there was a new record company coming, and I believe there's a video out for there this song as well, There is a video well, out correct? as well, yep. All right, so... On the surface, it seems like the title should do all the explaining it needs, but tell me about Drinking Again. Well, it came out of, we had played a gig in Wisconsin, and we were coming back the next day, and we had been, I'll be honest, a late night, and I was (laughs) listening to a record uh, on the way back, and I thought they said, it's time to start drinking again, and I was just like, that's a great title. I like that. And then I looked at the CD, and I, I am not lying, I can't remember what it was, it was not that. Right. And I was like, mine. So I took that and I had written the song because I was just like, how can you write a song like this? I don't like songs that would celebrate that in kind of an odd way. Like the new kind of um, bro country is always just like, yeah, let's get really drunk and we're celebrating. And the old country stuff is always just like, I am drinking because I am sad and this is the only way for me to process. My life is garbage. And so I'm literally trying to obliterate any thought of existence. And I mean, that's what the... Those drinking songs from like 50s, 60s, you know, up until, they're all great like that. Not all, but, you know, when they hit it, I mean, that's where it's just like, I don't necessarily like songs that have are about drinking because usually it's super, it's a very easy way to do something like that. You're getting across a very an idea in a kind of a cliched way. Shot, 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 everybody. That's Little John, a song called Shots oh, okay. for anybody who likes to Oh, I thought that was your new single because that is, that sounded, that shit's hot. <laughs> it's it's, actually, it's say, actually pretty old. And, and Little John, please don't sue me. I was just referencing your, but your point stands well <laughs> in that there are artists who are like, let's just do this, pour some shit in my yeah. cup and let's get to work. Yeah. As opposed to the other end of drinking, right. which is not everything's great right now. Right. And I mean, I wanted it to sound, you know, I bought it to the band and the, the, the lyrics are basically all about somebody who was sober and, but got sober for somebody and that somebody left. And then they're like, it's time to start drinking again because now you're not you're no longer in my life and I'm going to go back to really bad old habits to do that and I bought it and so I was trying and you don't it's like that line you walk because you don't want to be preaching you want it to be fun and then I bought it to the band they just and I had a, a rough idea and they just kicked it down into this kind of like Texas roadhousey kind of thing and I was just like well this this is what it's about you know and it's just like I think sometimes you know Lyrics can be hidden and real meanings of things. I remember like being a kid and finally figuring, you know, someone told me what Norwegian Wood was about. He was having an affair with what? <laughs> John Lennon? <laughs> and so it's just like I like having, you know, I like having the listener have to do a little work and also, but also like not having it be like super obscure that you would have no idea what it's about. But yeah, so this is about somebody who got their heart broke and had tried to clean up their act and then immediately went back to what probably scared them off in the first place. Well, it's time to start drinking again. Haven't had one since I don't know when. Just like you said, everything must end. And it's time to start drinking again. Thing left to do 
It's time to start drinking again. Let's get it, boys. Doug Collins and the receptionist drinking again. See, now, there is a thoughtful, reflective aspect to it. But, damn, that sounds like a good time, man. If I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics and I was in the honky-tonk and there was sawdust on the floor, I'm kicking up my boots and I am ordering shots for the room. Mm -hmm. Like that little John song. (laughs) I am never going to forget that. Because that was amazing. And I was just like, God, he's got this. Yeah, no, I didn't. I I forgot that he was an R&B kind of hip-hop guy in the early... I'm talking about Brian Oak, not yeah, Little John. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I have a lot of his B.O., the little B.O. stuff. And it's little B.O. I, I prefer when I, early on I was known as B-Money. And B-Money <laughs> is really my port, sort of preferred aspect. Yeah. We're talking to Doug Collins, his band, The Receptionist. Doug Collins and The Receptionist have a brand new full length on the way called Too Late at Night. Out in a week on June 24th of this fine year, 2022. Just kidding. This year can suck my dick. Um, <laughs> was that out loud? Was that out loud? I don't think Doug funny? was expecting that. I, I was definitely not thinking that, but um, yeah, okay. it can do the same for me. Of Whatever. Course, well. I mean, yeah. Again, there are good parts and there are bad parts. The last couple of years have oh, been an uphill I climb. I think it's all like one big bad year. But, well, except for the fact that you have a brand new yeah. full length. You've got a huge party you're throwing to yep. celebrate the release of that. You're back out there and you get to play live again, which yes. was not the case for a long time. Oh, yeah. So while this year can collectively suck a dick sure there are bright points and, oh, of and, course and of again course. i mean like you know and i know sean's the same way yeah it's easy to get discouraged it's easy to feel beat up and i think we all do feel oh beat up. of course and you know but uh, there there are good points in it putting this record together obviously so you come back to it after covid and you're like some of these songs no longer fit you'd written other songs mm-hmm. what would you say that there is a theme to this record in general, or would you just say that it's songs that you and the band feel were the top of your current game? I think that, and I'm sure there's other underlying stuff that I'm just not aware of. Because, yeah. I mean, when you get in a writing headspace, you I remember one time I was writing, and I was just like, oh, I felt like... I'm really doing stuff, and it's not uh, its not about me. This is like I'm trying to connect with other people, and of course that's what we try and do as artists, right? We right. want to connect with others. And then I was going through, like, you know, thought that and was, like, feeling very good about myself, and then I went back and I looked at some of these lyrics, and it was just, why didn't I just take the 
page out of my teen diary and just post it because all of those songs are just like, why don't they just say, here I am in Iowa with my dad, the Hawkeye fan. And, you know, and, and, and it's so, not too late. It's it, it, not too late to write the that musical. song. The musical. The, the musical. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, my God. Doug Collins, the musical. That um, I'm going to be busy to go see that. Uh, that's too bad because it sounds... That sounds good. I think you're required. I think rolling it's your word corn and buttered bread. I'm rolling corn and buttered bread. No, Nothing I think that is good. <laughs> I am. No, I am not lying. I'm just like I'm fucking stealing that. That's uh, cool. Well, steal it. Let's but go. I feel like that should be part of the opening overture <laughs> of Hawkeye, the Doug Collins story, oh. or, or Doug in Iowa. Hawkeye, Doug in Young Doug in Iowa. There's a musical there, and if it happens. Remember who gave it the title, and remember who gave you the opening song. song right. I, I already did. I, I, Brad and Sam over here. Whatever you guys... What's your guys' name again? I don't know. <laughs> Brad and Sam. I've, al- I've already moved past like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're already on your next interview. I know. Well, that, here, look. Doing so many years in radio, and people are like, how'd you get this artist in? What about that? Why did that person stop by? I'm like, we catch people on the way up, and we catch them on the way down. All right. People, <laughs> we do. It's what absolutely you, true. We don't... We don't you know, if someone is an absolute A-lister, <laughs> the fuck do they need radio for, right? So as a podcaster, I, and it's sad for me that you're the one on the way down, but I'm really <laughs> excited. I'm really excited about the new CD release. Yeah, yeah. Me, it's a me, good record. Me, me too now. Yeah, you know, well, it's, like, it's the last one I'll do. Thanks. Look, man, no, um, ha- having seen you plenty of times, obviously that's not the case. You're talented, and your band you. is fantastic, and you're doing very good work right now. This is going to be at the Turf Club, which for people, I mean, again, I know a lot of people have been getting back out there for months and months and months, Mm -hmm. but for people who haven't been getting back out, finding the right sort of critical mass, like I don't want to be able to not breathe, I don't want to feel someone's hot breath on my ear, but the Turf Club is such, the critical mass in there is so good. I've been in there when it's a third full, Mm -hmm. I've been in there when you can barely get in the door. Turf Club's a genius place to the show, man. I was talking to somebody and we were saying like... You know the benevolent dictator, First uh, Avenue in our in our local scene, and yeah. I really I am all for it because I think they I really do think they they try to keep local artists involved. And I stuff think they like. do a pretty good I, job, and they I do agree. a pretty good job. Yep. I mean, I know they own everything. They do, in fact, and but that is you know if they're going to keep doing that, that's fine. Yep. You know, as, as long as it's <laughs> as long as it works in my favor, I'm all for it. <laughs> but I, I, but, I, but here's the thing: you're kind of being jokey, you're kind of being serious. If it works out for you, that's great. But they've done a pretty good job of being egalitarian and yes. paying attention, right? Like, yes. they haven't cut off these giant swaths of people or anything right. like that. I haven't heard widespread complaints about the way they do things, which is surprising because this town loves music, right? Yeah. This area loves music. And if you start to fuck it up or you become a not so benevolent dictator, yes. then then the crowd will turn on you and they want to, I think they in their heart of hearts want to do a yes. good job. And, and I think they, they lo- want to make sure that there's and they good love music. music. They really they, do love music. And I Agreed. think they're an excellent steward for that. I yeah. do. And I think the Turf Club is so great, such a good thing in their crown because it's the only place First Ave is, of course, it's amazing. We all love First Ave. Right. We do. We do. But it's not, it's it's big. It's big. And it's, you know, 1500, which is like my, for me, as large as I want to go. And I love it. But Turf Club is always like, it's that cool bar. It's it that is. cool bar that, oh, oh, and by the way, there's music. Yeah. And it's yep. always really good. I mean, I, we've all seen like great, great music. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think Turf Club is amazing. I mean, I'm not a fan of the fine line. 
You know, no, not either. The sight lines are not fantastic right. there, right? I mean, unless you're literally right up front. I've seen some great shows oh, there. Oh, sure, sure. But it's not a great place to see it's a show. A we- it's a weird place to see a show. Turf Club is long and skinny, which if you're in the very back can be difficult. But in, in its defense, Turf Club has one of the, uh, for a, a bar of its size and yeah. for its construct and the tin ceilings yeah. and the big wooden bar on the right as you're looking forward, the sound in there has always been really good. Yes. And the thing is that I love, what I love about that too is like if you're there sometimes and the band will be loud right. and you need a little respite, clown lounge. Clown lounge. Yep. Head Go downstairs. downstairs. And it's a full bar. So great. Yeah. And that's where it's like, and sometimes like right after a show, that's where you need to go. You, you need to process. Well, and sometimes if you get there early and the clown lounge is open, oh, yeah. a great place to start your evening. Yes. Sit in the booth, enjoy a cocktail. Yep. Great have, jukebox. You know, and yeah, sometimes eat some they food. Even, it's just like they yep. even have music down there on rare occasions. Yes, yes, so, I have seen people play there. Yeah, so it's great. Right. Yeah, no, actually, one of the, one of the, well, not one. Of the, I was going to say one of the only times, but that's I was going to say one of the only times I cried in public, but that's not true. <laughs> you Sean, meant yesterday, Sean, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I actually, I actually did cry yesterday at Oak on the Water. Christina Perry has this oh. song that oh. I. I can't keep it together on, and um, I had sunglasses on. I was cool. Don't worry, that's cool. Uh huh. That's cool. But anyway, you know, I've seen some great shows down there. A big show that's coming up one week from tonight. We're recording this on the seventeenth of June. The twenty fourth of June marks the release of Doug Collins and the Receptionist. Too late at night. Again, I I hate to dwell on superficial things. This cover is fucking badass. I, I love thank you. it. And thank you. from what I've heard so far, the inside's probably not too bad well, as well. Whoa, whoa. Thank ho, you. Ho, ho. Thank you um, very much. Before we wrap things up, I mean, so people want to know more. What's Ground Zero for you as far as people finding your music or whatever? Sure. It's either you can go to uh, Doug Collins and Receptionist at Bandcamp. You can go to my website, DougCollinsMusic.com, and all the other streaming services. But I would say, you know, Doug Collins Music. Uh, dot com or Bandcamp. I'm going to say though, the first time I tried to look up your name the other day on Google, just randomly, there's some state representative yes. or national representative named Doug Collins from Georgia. Yeah, not you. Right. Yeah, not I, you. Which was a surprise. Shit, to me. songwriter. If I'm y- honest, yeah, he was. He did actually do. Um, he was doing something with copyright stuff for songs. So Seriously. you would put, yeah. So, but then of course he ends up being like some crazy right wing guy. Oh, and yeah. the other one, the other <laughs> good one is, times. Doug, yeah. Once again, good times. Good times. Uh-huh. We're living in the best possible time. No. Nope. And uh, there's also Doug Collins, the basketball player. Which oh, I, yeah. He was a. I don't know very. Much. I know his name. So um, you're neither of them. You are the Iowan with a heart of gold yes. and a guitar and a golden voice from an incredible band who's got a brand new album on the way oh. one week from today. Thank you, Brian. Before we wrap things up, um, I do want to thank our good friends uh, over at AudioQuip. Mm-hmm. Without Nate and his crew, we can't do what we do. There are There is state-of-the-art equipment in the Smart Start MN studio because the guys at AudioQuip just wanted to be involved. And for whatever reason, they still want to be involved. I mean, this show's not very good, right? It's gone downhill. I think they've do they forgotten. Like, I think they've they, forgotten. They have they listened? To, I'm just curious. Have they listened? I was going to say, this is expensive equipment. Do they just forget that they, they let forgot. us use it? They forgot. It's like, where, where is, is that, that soundboard? Well, so here's my point. Is actually, Nate <laughs> Nate is a loyalist, and Nate's a good guy. Our last episode featured Jared, and yep. Jared's the one that made that hookups for, hookup for us. So, Nate and your entire crew, thank you very much. And for anybody out there who's doing a gig that is going to need some kind of microphoneage, amplitude, anything, a, a PA, maybe you'd even like to start your own podcast. 
<laughs> Just kidding. Uh, audio Quip. Audio Quip is who you want to talk to. Audio Quip, they, I mean, they're super cool guys, and they've got all the state-of-the-art equipment, and they really very are very nice. And frankly, the fact that they rode out two years of pandemic without anybody playing live or anyone yeah, doing anything is beyond remarkable. Yeah. So please, if you like what you hear here, do what you can for Audio Quip. If you yeah, know yeah. someone in your life that does that kind of thing. Thanks to our Patreon members. Thanks to anyone who's ever listened shared amplified in any regard we literally are not here 254 yes six 254 254 episodes in without that dedication so we do thank you and patreon members we will have an event coming up for you sometime in the not too distant future yeah that 254 Uh, that sean was singing was well well worth the price of admission today i almost think we should have you sing the number of every show yeah almost like a sesame street thing i think people would really really not like that no i think that's well um, that doesn't really matter that's our new hook I that have is. a new song coming out, actually, called Iowa's Not a Four-Letter Word. Oh, oh it, it, it is. But, oh, um, that's right, it is. It I, is. I thought it stood for Iowa the World Apology. I have oh, never heard that before, my. but that's... Not uh, before today? Not until you just said it earlier on. Really? I I've never heard that. Someone, we're, I, an, I, we're an insular bunch, we well, Iowans. So I've got nothing against Iowa at all. I mean, I love... Barbecue as much as oh wait no they don't do that there. Doug I Collins, love, I your love, response. I love the corn palace as much as anybody. No, no they don't do that anywhere. Um, That's why my family loves the Iowa Hawkeyes. Maybe, maybe there's not a lot of stuff going on all the time. It's a great place to grow up. I yeah, very, I, 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 I love my home state. You know I'm screwing around and I, don't whole, think I, so. I, I am actually the <laughs> I owe the world an apology bit. I got nothing against Iowa. No, nope, I, I remember someone Iowa. told me that when I was young, and I'm like, oh, that's a good. It's that's a good funny. one. Well, it's, it's like funny. it's like every day I need attention. But Edina, Edina, yes. But, you haven't, but you'd not heard that before. I have today? never heard that before. I've I, heard Iowegian, and as you could tell, there was a little tick that happened yeah, in my no, face when, I, when he yeah. said it. It was just which like, is why I'm surprised I didn't get punched, knowing that that's <laughs> the first time you heard "Iowa the World" and apology. All right, we've got to wrap things up here, Doug. Yes, sir. Uh, but before we go, Sean, you are having him over at your house, and who's invited? Everybody. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm inviting a ton of people. Actually, if you're a Patreon member and would like to go, like to go to the event, just reach out to me on email. You want those people? Yeah, at your I don't house? mind Patreon people coming over. Okay, I'm well, I mean they are dude. devoted, right? Those people. I mean, are yeah, loyal. Wait. They're the fans those of the show who donate don't need, money. Every, not, you don't need the other. Here here the other there. Here don't be pushing go. them away. Right. You got to be holding them close. Yep. <laughs> the people that allow us to live this lavish lifestyle should be allowed to go sure. to Stately Bernard Manor to yep. see your private performance with Doug Collins. And, you know, and, and, performance. Right, and looking at the clothes that you guys are wearing that I'm sure that you're blowing your Patreon money on, it's just like, <laughs> it's amazing. I have never seen that kind of be- bejeweled leather yeah. jacket that Sean is wearing right now. And Brian's cr- crown, perfect. Let's be honest. Both Sean and I are all about that drip. We are bringing that to the table. We are. Game recognizes game, my good man. <laughs> and scene. Doug Collins and the receptionist. Too Late at Night is the new release. It'll be out in one week's time. Buy it. Give them some money. Do your thing. And go out and see the record release party at the Turf Club, which is also happening on that same day, the 24th. Doug, we're going to bid you a fond adieu. Uh, but Thanks. before we do, I yes. want you to tell us about this final song and uh, and bring us into it and help us say goodbye. If I could remember which one I told you that I was That's going right to do. on the screen. Let Mama's Shoes. Mama's Shoes. This is my mom. Uh, my mom passed away right after, mm. uh, right when COVID hit. And mm. not from COVID. She had been sick for a while. And, but 
we are always saying how grateful we are that she passed before all this happened. Right. But my one of my sisters was telling me the story that because um, I was not there when she died. I was there like you know three days later. Mm. But um, she was saying that it was the hardest thing to see was like mom's shoes were standing sitting right by the door, mm. and I was just like, you know, and of course it's just like I one does not like to. I don't like to truck on my own emotions for that, but it was just like, it just, the song just came out and it's really, you know, it's just, it's about loss and about how, um, even like a tiny thing like that can really bring you sustenance. After my grandmother died, she gave me, I took a whole bunch of stuff from her place. Not a whole bunch, but it's very tiny stuff that means nothing to anyone else but me. But every day I see that and it brings me comfort because I think of that and I, I have stuff from my mom and it's the same thing. It's just kind of like being able to, once you lose somebody, you know, you don't, they're gone physically, but they're always going to be around. And having a little reminder is always, I just think, really sweet. And I'm getting kind of choked up. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that's what the song's about. Yeah, that you, was good. You, you, you won't be the first person to cry on this no. show. That that honor remains mine. And I oh. also I also have cried more on this show than anybody else. That's um, true. <laughs> Doug, good it looks luck. looks at me like I'm a cold fish over here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just look well, like, it's like a statue. At, like you've been dead inside since I've known yeah, you. Yeah, because he's looking at his watch right now. Doug, just like his, I can tell Doug Collins I love him. I love you, Doug Collins. I love you, Sean Bernard. Thank you. Oh. See? I'm going to stay it's, out of the circle yeah, of trust it's, on it's, this it's one. It's nice to um, see you, Brian. See, it's yeah, good to see you, Brian. Oh, snap. You know that I love you both. I, I love you. Done, I wish you. you. I wish you the very best of luck with the new record Thank you and so the much. release. And have a fantastic summer and a better year. Thanks. And here we go. We're going to round things out with a song that all made us tell each other we love each other. Weird, man. Doug Collins and the receptionist, Mama's Shoes. When you lose So you try to find something to hold on to I went back home, I was all alone With nothing but the blues And then I found a pair of mama's shoes Mama's shoes, mama's shoes Didn't mean that much
Yeah. 